More than a wolfman. More than a wolfman to me. That is the Bee Gees getting mauled by a wolfman after singing More Than a Wolfman. Hello, welcome to House of Decline. This is uh... <laughs> No Wolfman No Cry is what we're saying here. No Wolfman No Cry. <laughs> that is, of course, the opening to the uh, the new Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer you're hearing in the background. Uh, a beautiful trailer, a beautiful tribute to the lost Chadwick Boseman. And as always, we have on the keys, we have on the keys, Steven. I'm on the keys today. What's He's on the, the keys today. Is that the keyboard? <laughs> yeah, he's the keyboard, the the nines, the ones and twos, you know, the, the finger trolleys, the, the knobs, the buttons. I can be on a keyboard. He's on the keys right now. You're Paul Schaefering it out. Yeah. I so always... what are we? A total idiot in Wisconsin, apparently. Can you do a Paul Schaefer impression? Is that the guy <laughs> from best... um, Letterman? From Letterman, he was a sneering Canadian. Uh, in like a ball? Or no, wait, is he, he was the Conan guy? Who is no? He? The Conan guy was Max Weinberg, who was in Bruce Springsteen. Oh, Paul so Schaefer, that, that's awesome. beautiful Paul Schaefer, Canadian Paul Schaefer, Thunder Bay, Ontario. Did a lot of improv jazz music. Did some improv jazz and got himself a gig doing improv comedy jazz with uh, David Letterman. Sweet Do they gig. have a band of all of the late night um, sidekicks? That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. I think that would be awesome. You know, the ultimate super group. It's Paul Schaefer, uh, Branford Marsalis, uh, fucking uh, The Roots. Yeah, The Roots, Max Weinberg. Um, Max Weinberg. A lot of drummers. Singing is, I guess, uh, who's the greatest? Andy, what's his face? Richter, Andy Richter is yeah. is the is the lead vocalist. Yeah. He was he wasn't the musical component, but he has a beautiful singing voice. Oh, they would get um, the guy about. from Comedy Bang Bang. Uh, uh, uh Reggie Watts. Yeah. Yes, because he did. He was he sold his soul to James Corden. That's right. I never I never seen the James Corden show. I've never seen Reggie Watts on the James Corden show. But it seems like James Corden sort of uh broad festive Facebook comedy wouldn't gel with Reggie Watch's sort of more uh, introspective and improvisational styles. I don't know. Never um, seen the I've show. seen it. I think Reggie Watts quits himself perfectly fine. Um, there may be some backlash to James Corden, but none of that's going to stick to Reggie Watts. He's um, He's got some really good stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I love Reggie Watts. I think he's, uh, he's very funny. He does those... Uh, he does those things that were popular. I don't know if they're still popular, but like in early YouTube, uh, those beatboxing uh, loop videos were, you know, you could, you could easily go ham on those. Everyone loved those. Yeah, they're great. I mean, I was, um, I was always into looping. I had, I didn't have a, one of the, you know, one of those boss loop stations that I believe Reggie Watts uses um, or used to mm -hmm. use. Um, but I have some loop devices. I have a ditto looper, which is a good looping pedal. Um, and I do have uh, delay pedal, boss delay pedal that, with some looping in there, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looping is good, a good time. Uh, yeah, I think everybody should loop. Loop Garou. That's right. I'm bringing it back to werewolves. No wolfman, no cry. Uh, <laughs> what are what are other various songs with the with the word woman in them that I can transpose to Wolfman? She's a Wolfman. Yeah, American American Wolfman. American Wolfman. <laughs> American Wolfman. <laughs> Stay away from me. <laughs> that's gonna be that's absolutely. I could pitch a movie right now uh, about American Wolfman. Uh, yeah. He he's like he's like uh, I don't know what's what what could he, he's like in Iraq and he's a wolf man or something <laughs> I don't know I don't know I'm not gonna go forward with that idea I'm not gonna I'm not gonna expand on that idea uh, What are other Wolfman themed ideas Other Wolfman themed ideas? Well you know where's what's something with wo little Wolfman little yeah. Wolfman in the title you could have yeah. and it's a coming of age in the Civil War and. And then, you know, Bob Odenkirk, he's a wolf man. He comes in and he says, my little wolf man. And everybody <laughs> cries, but they're, they're, they're furries. Little wolf man. No, I think it would just be, yeah, instead of a bunch of different uh, young women, it would be one little wolf man. Yeah, little wolf man. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that happens to them happens to one little wolf man. 
Well, you've just described uh, the monsters there. That's what the monsters was about. They had one little wolf man in That's there. That's true. Butch Patrick. Yeah. Was there is there a class uh, is there a class divide between uh, Adam's family and the monsters? The the monsters are the working class, or the Adam's family are sort of the lingering PMC of of horror fam- of macabre families. Yeah. Did did like did the Mister Monster like go to work for Mister Adams or whatever? <laughs> yeah, he went to work at that the horror factory at the spooky at spooky times factory. I don't know what I don't think I don't know if Herman Munster had a job in the Munsters. I don't know what Herman Munster's job would be if he had if he had one in the Munster. I think he was just, you know, a Frankenstein about town. Well, how well, how do they get money for food? I I think they had the same thing as the Adams family. I think they just had family money that they were cuz you know, they the vampires in the family, you know, they get able to accumulate wealth cuz they don't die uh as easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think that one of my favorite TV facts is that uh, Herman and Lily Munster, if not the first, were one of the first television couples to sleep in the same bed together, which is very, very funny. Why do you think uh, they were able to do that? Ah, they're monsters. It's fun. Well, because for the same reason, the Adams family was able to get away with like overtly sexual stuff because, oh, it's they're creepy, so they can also be sexy. You know, they're not like us. They're not normal, so they can get away with being overtly affectionate, which is very funny. Wow. Yeah, I remember, you know, uh, Lucy and Ricky mm-hmm. had beds that were separated. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it because Ricky hated, hated his wife. <laughs> Lucy, I, don't, I only marry you for my green card, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Probably shouldn't do the Ricky voice, <laughs> well, but I love doing it so much. That's also nothing close to what he sounded like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're fine. <laughs> Ricky, where? Ricky, I want to fuck. Lucy, I do not want to fuck tonight. I want to make love to beautiful boys. Ricky, where? <laughs> stop, su- stop sucking the dicks of so many beautiful young men, Ricky. No, I am <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. He needs them for his band. He needs them for his band. Yeah, yeah. he's he's grooming them and recruiting recruiting them into his band. Um, that was you know that was uh, old Fred Mertz. Old Fred Mertz was there as well, and he saw the whole thing happen, and he didn't say it to anybody. You know, it's surprising to me that anyone would take on the lead role in a Black Panther movie after what happened to the last guy. <laughs> Heyo. It's the it's cursed. It's the cursed <laughs> role of. Wouldn't it be crazy if whoever is Black Panther in this new movie also, you know, secretly dies of cancer? It keeps happening. It keeps happening. You can't. It's like the crow. No one wants to do the crow again because they're afraid of getting uh, uh, Brandon Lead. Yep. Or Alec Baldwin, in this case. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys weren't even playing the crow. <laughs> Is that, I mean, because that's like a thing that comes up with movies. Um, and I'm thinking about, you know, I, I, I was I was tweeting, errantly tweeting the other day about uh, ah, John Landis. He negligently murdered people. My favorite director, Werner Herzog, would never do that. Right. And, you course. know, he did some terrible, terrible things on Fitzcarraldo. You know, if not equal to pretty close to what John Landis did. In fact, he, he he was responsible for killing more people, I think. So, well, that's I don't debatable. know how I square that. That's debatable. Yeah, that is debatable. I don't know. I don't know the history, but yeah, definitely uh Werner Herzog did some really fucked up shit on Fitzcarraldo. But and he's not your favorite director, so no, he is not. <laughs> no, so it's he's he's up there though. I really really like Werner Herzog. Like I don't care about Jan, John Landis because I don't think you know the movies aren't like they're not Kino. You know they're fun, but it lacks that uh, emotional resonance that Werner Herzog is able to tap into because he's like a real filmmaker who also did some pretty fucking evil shit. And. Um, I don't know. There's some movies where it totally ruins it for me, like fucking Last Tango in Paris I can't watch because allegedly the famous butter scene is uh, effectively uh, they they were sexually assaulting the actor. That's a Herzog movie? No, that's not. It's a Bertolucci movie. See, Um, see you're trying to now you're, 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 you're trying to tarnish the name of Herzog. 
<laughs> yeah, Herzog. What did he, he do? Would never, he would never. He would kill a bunch of indigenous people, what did but he, he would never rape somebody with butter. Did he, what, he, he would he never dropped, do that. Did he dropped a boat on somebody. Is that what you're saying? Dropped a. I mean, he insisted on doing it for real, and that resulted in a bunch of deaths. And uh, he burden on, of on dreams. pulling a boat over land for real. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, people have commented uh, on the fact that uh, the do- the famous documentary about the troubled uh, filming of Fitzcarraldo, Burden of Dreams, it's like, burden is a funny word to use, because mm. it's like, uh, you know, the old white man's burden. You know, you know what's even more tragic? Which one's more well, tragic? In the, in the filming of the documentary about yeah. um, the Werner Herzog movie, several people were also killed. There you, yeah, that documentary. Um, they had to make a documentary about that documentary. Did, another very dangerous endeavor. Yeah, <laughs> and that people from that document, it just kept expanding. You know, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people think there's a civil unrest in South America, but it's just these documentary crews getting murked constantly from these progressively more dangerous documentaries. There, there are people out there who, if someone dies on the set of the movie that movie yeah. means that that's a classic that means that's a classic. <laughs> absolutely that's good luck someone died in the picture it's good luck but yeah i i often i think that to myself like is any movie worth somebody dying over <laughs> you well, know is there think about this man you know the great wall of china <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i know the great wall of china yeah there's, there's dead people in there there you go okay <laughs> but it's still the great wall yeah, you know, the trains that you love so very much, all the trains that uh, you, everybody in communist land loves so very much, boom, Chinese labor. You're racist now. Uh, sure, I don't understand. I thought you were going to say the trains are made out of dead people or the rails maybe are going the, over Yeah, the rails people? are bones. The rails are bones. That's what you don't I know. I mean, in America, we used really probably questionable labor practices to lay rail. Yeah. I use questionable labor practices to rail your mom. There you go. Uh, yeah, I'm railing your mom. I'm outsourcing it to a Chinese guy for pennies on the dollar. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I don't know what Damn, that joke that's is. Called the, I did the NAFTA on my mom? I did, I did the NAFTA on your... The North America... <laughs> Um, the I, North, I, North, the, the, the NAFTA wasn't with China. North, I guess it affected our trade with NAFMA. China. NAFMA. North American Fuck MILF Association. <laughs> Fuck MILF. MILF is an acronym within the acronym. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that. I like when there's acronym when acronym just becomes the word. Yeah. MILF. NAFMA. I guess that's literally the definition of an acronym. There's uh, uh, there's probably some pedants out there, and uh, if there are. Email us the correct definition of acronym at houseofdecline yeah. at gmail.com. I love people who are very snarky and arrogant about knowledge. I'm a pedant file. Yep. <laughs> these, these are the jokes that you come here for. These, these are the edgy jokes that you come here for about people that are a little, little weird in society, you know. We comment on those that are a little, you know, out of the way, removed a little, not not what you're used to seeing every day. So we'll be joking about pederasts. You better believe that. Um, do you think of yourself as edgy? Not anymore, no. Did you used to think <laughs> you, you, that um, you used to think of yourself as edgy? <laughs> I plead the fifth, man. I don't know. Yeah, I used to enjoy uh, trolling a lot more, if that's what you mean by edgy. Yeah, I, I think that's that is what a, in, uh, making somebody feel bad intentionally because you know you you feel as if they are too sensitive and you need to poke and prod them to get them out of their sensitivity. Yeah, you say you know stuff about death a lot, um, <laughs> like how you don't care about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now you're now you're the crow. You're the crow. Yeah, you're being the crow now. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, leather seats and cigarette smoke and listening to Tool for the first time when you're eight. You know, it, it, really, it really affects you. And You they, listen to Tool. You were smoking cigs and, and riding around in your car and listening to Tool at eight years old? No, but I was in a car with people who were doing that. And as an impressionable youth, I thought that that was probably the pinnacle of adulthood, even though 
it was like a 16 year old person <laughs> well you know i was like 16 year olds are adults when you're eight years old yeah i was like oh my god i'm going to be this I'm going to smoke blast cigs, ride around town listening to fucking schism. Yeah, well, bobbing my head. Everyone's got to pick on schism, you know? No, because it's the one that everybody knows. Because it was the big hit. It's got a catchy riff. I know my penis fits (laughs) (laughs) because I saw it going in. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's funny. (laughs) But that's what is what that song is about. Oh, yeah. It, I think that's the most relationshipy of the songs on that one. Before Tool, I did not know how scary Claymation could be. It really opened my eyes as to how spooky Claymation guys could be. Hello, it's me, Rocco Claymation, and I'm here to teach you Claymation. What you got to know about Claymation is you got to move the guys every frame. Not every second frame, not every third frame. If you're trying to be herky-jerky... If you're trying to be lazy or herky-jerky, you're doing that. But that's not the Rocco Claymation way. you got to move it every frame. We do it on ones, people. We do it on ones. So you're going to make a little guy. And what you want out of your little guy is you want big expressive eyes so you can move the pupils around the eyes. You can move those pupils around. And, you know, have them look at stuff. Have them be. He's an angry guy. And, you know, you're listening to a podcast, right? You can't see it, but I'm holding up a little claymation guy. He looks very angry right now. Subscribe now for $2,000 a month for Rocco Claymation's claymation courses. Were you you will love them. Pupils? Pupils. Yeah, uh, they're pupils. Pupils. They're pupils in their eyes. Um, uh, this is my character, Rocco Claymation. He teaches you claymation. So I'm uh, kind of zoned out looking at Billy Joel. Zoned, you zoned out during Rock Acclamation? My brilliant character, <laughs> my brilliant character work is being lost on you. You could have joined in with his counterpart, uh, Hank Stop Motion. You're like, golly, I'm Hank Stop Motion. <laughs> Do you want to make a little weird herky-jerky guy? And they have, like, they have, because Hank Stop Motion loves animating on twos and threes, and he makes little herky-jerky guys. And Rock Acclamation is not about that. It's about the smoothness. It's about the smoothness of the of the movement, you know? Yeah, and, it should yeah, be, this like, is, you should have um, four frames per second. Yeah. Is that enough, or do you need more than that? I mean, you don't. It depends on the animation. Like uh, a, a animator like Bill Plimpton, he could do very small amounts. He would do like six, even like four frames per second, and get away with it because the drawings he made were so detailed. I mean, that's another thing with uh, anime too. Anime can operate on that low frames per second where it's just. Can't you just uh, blur the transition? <laughs> you could do motion. Yeah. I mean, that's what a lot of uh, that's what a lot of rigging and Flash is about. Is you basically are animating a couple of flat frames, and the computer does the rest for you. So cool. essentially, you are animating on fours, and then having a computer extrapolate the rest. I love having the computer extrapolate. It's getting mm-hmm. better at that. I think the AI stuff. I don't know. Have you have you guys seen any developments with computer the animation D- using AI? Because that motion blur or the computer part wherever the computer has to fill in will -hmm. probably be improved by ai (laughs) i think so yeah well i mean it's gonna get to that point i have no doubt that you know people are working on like uh image tweening technology like gangbusters because if you can become like an industry-wide software for animation you know that's that's huge money so of course you would be working on that shit um yeah, and the more that you can uh, is stop needing the human labor of animation, which is one of the costliest things to the big movie industry, the better it will be. So, yeah, I'm absolutely sure they're working on that shit. Mm. Cool. Well, keep your eye and your ear to the screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what you do. That's what we do every day. I put my eyeball directly on my uh, phone screen in order to truly interface. Yeah. Why, why does anyone be, need 3D glasses? You, you can know, just put your eyeball directly on your phone. You know that uh, old th- that thing in movies where the old guy will put his ear to the train track and be like, I can hear one coming 200 miles off. I do that. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I do that with my ear to the screen, and I'm like, I can hear the memes coming down the pipe. The memes are coming down the pipeline. I hear them <laughs> rustling. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, 
Do you? What are some choice memes? You seen any choice memes lately? What What are the meme reports? Yeah, there's a Get really the meme good meme going in. around right now. It's um. Yeah. Do you know the um, the part in Lord of the Rings where Gandalf knocks on I think Bilbo's door? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a big uh, a lot of memes going around. Um. <laughs> where uh, Bilbo's yeah. answering the door and calling him. Uh, you know, different things. Like sometimes instead of Gandalf, it's Chandler from Friends. Right, yeah. And Bilbo answers the door and says, Chandalf. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's some of the good memes going around. Uh, people are, I noticed in a new resurgence of the Obama let me be clear meme. Uh, you know, people yes. have memified that. Where it's like uh, someone had, someone did a Photoshop of the Animorph cover of Obama turning into a deer saying, let me be deer. And yeah, it's funny. I guess he changed yeah, well, the, the name. Yeah, well, the joke is right there with him anamorphing just into clear. Just yeah, anamorph yeah. just fading out. Let me be clear, and he fades out. I, that was a classic one. People have been people have been making that joke for for a bit of Obama with invisibility powers, uh, and then Obama's the Invisible Man, and he's wrapping himself with bandages, and he's slowly going insane. You know, that's a good Invisible Man's a good movie. I like the I like what it says about human nature in the Invisible Man. And uh, and its weird counterpart that I saw when I was too young, Hollow Man, mm. which I saw with my mom, which is very weird because there's one scene when he becomes Hollow Man where he just takes off a lady's blouse and massages her breast and it like lingers on that shot for a while. And I'm watching that movie with my mom being like, this is Hollow Man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a lot of nudity. You see his invisible penis in it a bunch of times. It like, it's it's. A pre- I should watch Hollow Man again. I think it's. Uh, <laughs> well, call your mom up. Just call my mom up. Watch some Hollow Man. You know, I I, I watch fucked up shit with my mom. Uh, she's cool. I can handle it. You should. You guys should go see Wakanda Forever. <laughs> you should see Wakanda. Forever. I don't think she has any taste for Marvel movies. Oh, well, that's way that. over you her head. Fix that. If she just wants I think to she'll spend, be. So- she just wants to spend some time with you. Just tell her you really want to see it with her, and she'll go. Uh, what is this movie? I don't understand it. I'm glad that you know they're they they have the they're an African country and they're asserting independence, but this is simply <laughs> not my taste. What? That's not what she sounds like. Yeah. But in my head, that she sounds like a Jewish stereotype because, um. My only my my most lasting vocal memory of my mom is like being in my basement where I had my whole video game set up in my basement and uh well, that's, her, lucky. Her, that's so lucky. I'd very lucky to have a basement set up. Um and uh but uh, I that's where I would hole up and you know like the Weezer song in my garage, but I was in one particular room of the basement. Yeah, I would listen to that under under my bed. That's where I would go. <laughs> I got posters on the wall. <laughs> my favorite rock group, Kiss. But in my case, I had a bunch of Simpsons memorabilia decorating the walls. Yeah. Uh, and at any rate, you know, I would be down there playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and my mother, uh, who I always imagined with a wooden spoon in hand, would go. Ah! like over and over again to call me up for dinner and um that was the exact tone and tenor that she would use as well hmm. except she was actually like, screaming uh, sounds like marge simpson a little bit. yeah she very marge simpson like at that moment mm. yeah 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 In i was, no, moment, was not allowed to have like, art on the walls of course except for fine art <laughs> i was allowed to have fine art on the walls there you I go i could pick any piece of fine art i wanted so i picked the scream uh by munk <laughs> Hell yeah, you're you're dark. I was you're dark. I was uh, I was watching The Crow a lot. <laughs> I also loved the Scream as a child. Did you ever have one of those inflatables? I had one of those inflatable Scream guys. You, you no see that would have been that would have taken some of the so, some of the seriousness away. Oh yeah, it's too pop culture. Too pop culture. A little silly. I mean, he looks like a Simpsons character. <laughs> he does. <laughs> That's one of my favorite Simpsons jokes is uh, in the Homer pop art episode where uh, uh, he's having a horrible vision and uh, he's uh, they're playing foosball and someone asks, who's next? And the scream walks into frame and goes, me! <laughs> I don't know why I find that. that's a That's a favorite late Simpsons joke 
the mom and part actually like the mom and pop art episode which is like a hallmark of you know later simpsons sort of um unfocused narratives Mm -hmm. and just throwing a bunch of jokes out there and like not a lot of them working it has a lot of great moments in it like it has that's where le grill comes from isabella rossellini has a great guest starring turn in it and what i think it like actually has to say about art like the simpsons had a lot of great stuff to say about art actually starting from uh brush with greatness which is about art's transcendental power to take something you know evil and ugly and to see the potential for humanity and beauty within it. I think that's an amazing episode. And mom and pop pop art is about, you know, Marge, Marge has this unresolved narrative in the Simpsons where she's trying to, you know, she's, she's obviously very talented and smarter than she's worth, but there is some element of her family bringing her down. But at the same time, she loves her family and is devoted to them and doesn't know what she'd do without them. So there is that tension in her personality and in that episode, which a thing that doesn't explore is that Homer becomes the talk of the town as an outsider artist, which is very Homer is an outsider artist. I didn't appreciate as a kid, but that's a very funny idea that, that he has this aggressive art and people think he's Marwin Call or something like that. People think he's uh, Henry Darger. <laughs> Homer as Henry Darger is a very funny idea. Who's um, Henry Darger? For those he was who the don't Vivian know, which, Girls. Who? What? Yeah. Uh, have you ever heard of the Vivian girls? I maybe. He was a turn of the century, uh, the twentieth century, I should say, Chicago janitor um, in a in a hospital. And uh, when he died, they found like thousands and thousands of pages devoted to his personal mythology about uh, the this group of protagonists called the Vivian girls. Like these long, legendary, epic mythological battles with them and, you know, their enemies. And, you know, there's some aspects of his work that are um, uh, uncomfortably... (laughs) He depicts nude children a lot, which is like, ew. But, you know, he is like one of the hallmarks of uh, outsider art. Well, there's a whole Led Zeppelin album with nude children on the front. (laughs) <laughs> like what the there's fuck? the well the the blind faith album there's a lot of rock albums with that shit uh and you know i guess he's just let that slide yeah someone needs to arrest every british guy from the 60s <laughs> every british guy from the 60s they're Pretty all much. and none of them good maybe a couple let's we could probably find a couple who are good um i think the, that guitar player from the rolling stones heath richards yeah he's been good right I don't think, yeah, he doesn't seem to, uh, the bass player was not, the bass well, player is a famous pederast. I mean, I'm not talking about the bass player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're talking about, Brian Jones died, I, but I'm sure he was, I'm sure Brian Jones was having sex with underage fans. Come on, come on. Hey, none of the Beatles did that crap. I, you don't know that. <laughs> we don't know that. Uh, the meme has been going around um, with the your favorite British band, and you said you liked the Cardiacs. Yeah, I should have said Cardiacs. Their name is Cardiacs. Oh, the you Cardiacs. fucked that up. You I fucked that up with Deftones, too. Now you got me saying the Cardiacs. The Cardiacs, yeah, I fucked it up, because I don't like music that much. But it's true. I like Cardiacs better than all those bands. Pixies, uh, Pixies apparently They're my favorite no British the. band. There's a lot of bands out there that have no the that I think have a the, like the Radiohead. The, yeah, absolutely. And uh, the Garth Brooks. Yeah. Um, That's actually not a bad name for a band is the Garth Brooks. I wonder if he'd that? sue you over that. Yeah. Can you get? Yeah, you could get sued for that. I think you could get sued because people would you, you would be making money off of his his name. Uh, uh, Calm Trues has not. I guess we'd have to be like Calm Trues and call it Barth Brooks. Which is pretty good. Yeah, we're Barth Grooks. I would want to change it to Barf. Barth. Barf. Barf. Barf Grooks. Barf Barf Grooks. <laughs> That's our country band is Barf Grooks. All right, we're Barf Grooks, and we're here to, to tell you some cheeky country music. We're like uh, Kinky Friedman, but marginally less racist. I would do... would be like blackout drunk and barfing like on stage that's what <laughs> yeah I the do. all of the songs are him are him scrumming like, <laughs> while this country music 
for my, for my musical resurgence, which will happen a couple, many, maybe three, at least three or four years on down the line when I decide mm-hmm. to get back into guitar, I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of what live act I should I should do because it's going to need to be like something that really catches your eye. Um, and barfing on stage, that's pretty cool. Barfing every... It would be funny if if uh, I commit to the barfing. I was like barfing every day at work, and now I actually barf every day for a living. That would be that would be hell for you. How ironic. Yeah. How ironic that would be. Because, you know, you would... <laughs> You would start barfing before you, every, every day. <laughs> I would get so up, nervous that I nervous, yeah <laughs> that I puke twice. Why can't they film it now? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. That's funny. My neuroses are funny. Neuroses are funny. That's the problem. I think that's uh, one of the things uh, I learned in therapy is that your problems are funny. And um, it sounds like you're seeing a comedian. I'm seeing. That'd <laughs> be funny if I was just convinced I was going to a therapist, but I'm actually just telling this comedian all of my personal problems, and he's working it into his act. And it's like, yeah. oh, there's this one terrible guy I know, and he's a fucking pussy. I hate him so much. And I'm like, oh, my therapist. Hey, there's your neck. There's a there's a script idea you could pitch to the um, was it what are the guys that made the gemstones? The Sa- uh, Safty? Uh, Jody Hill. Oh, I thought it was Safty. Oh, Uncut Gems, the Softies. Did I say, what did I say? Safty, but I, I think it's pronounced, oh. I don't know how it's okay. pronounced. Yeah, I, I've heard Softy. Okay, here's the like pitch. Like Mr. Softy. Here's the pitch. Yeah. You're a psychiatrist who wants to be a standard comedian. Yeah. And you do a lot of open mics. Yeah. And you start working your psychiatrist, your patients' experiences into your open mics. <laughs> <laughs> And That's then, actually, <laughs> and then, but it probably is going to have to start unraveling somehow. Maybe some patient, maybe a patient starts going to your show. Mm-hmm. Maybe all your patients start going to the shows. Mm-hmm. Maybe they start following you around, and they're all wearing the same, the same uh, outfit. Maybe then it turns yeah. out you're the patient. <laughs> it's a Shutter Island scenario. <laughs> Sorry, spoilers for Shutter Island. Uh, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio is a stand-up comedian. He's not a detective. <laughs> That's what that movie is about, yeah. He's a stand-up comedian. <laughs> um, I like it when there are, like, movies or shows about stand-up comedians, and they try and depict, like, their jokes killing, and the jokes are, like, never good jokes, but the killing, and an audience, this is the episode where he kills, you know? Mm-hmm. There, there was some of that in that, like, Pete Holmes show, Crashing. I don't know if you ever saw that Pete Holmes show, Crashing, or that no. Jim Carrey show, Kidding. There were a bunch of shows about stand-up comedy around that time. I think we're in for some insufferable melodramatic movies about stand-up comedians soon. Uh, there have been good melodramatic movies about stand-up comedians. Have you ever seen Bob Fosse's Lenny about Lenny Bruce? Yeah, I saw that with Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's a good movie. That's when it all started. That's when it all went wrong. Why couldn't Lenny <laughs> Bruce just not say swear words? <laughs> why can't yeah what could have lenny bruce gotten along to get along you know why couldn't he it was just you know yeah. shipped up uh i guess no one he, else was being funny around then i guess yeah. nothing else was funny then except for like, saying seven different swear words yeah he was the only guy he was him and i mean carlin famously also got arrested in a lenny bruce audience maybe uh, the punishments was, should have been more severe it's true they should have they should have done corrected they should have lobotomized him like francis farmer and they should have had lobotomized lenny bruce jokes yeah, like rose and kennedy <laughs> for being too hot it'd be funny he just reverts all to queer hating material it was like fucking quiz i hate the fucking quiz goddamn goddamn fake yeah he said fag a lot <laughs> which is you know fine lenny bruce the did? 50s which you want or yeah. george carlin uh lenny bruce lenny bruce i don't know if george carlin <laughs> said said fag a lot but maybe you most probably did uh have you there's this very strange animated short that's based off of lenny bruce called thank you mask man and uh, i love it to death i think it's amazing there's nothing else like it because it's it it sort of has this um almost uh i'm gonna sound crass and awful here but podcast like sort of conversational improvisational style that somebody has animated over it and the whole uh the whole premise of it is that it's the Lone Ranger and then what he eventually asks, the people are like, this Lone Ranger, he's amazing. He does things for us and he doesn't even ask for anything in return. 
And uh, then they ask, hey, Mask Man, what do you want? And he's like, well, I hadn't thought of it before, but... And then he's, he takes in Tonto the Indian to have as his uh, se- homosexual lover. And they're like, yeah, Mask Man's a fag! Mask Man's a fag! <laughs> it's fucking... The 50s were weird, man. Hmm. That was the from the 50s? That was from the early 60s. I think it was from 62, thank you, Mask Man. Um, yeah, see, I don't watch anything that was made pre-85. There you go. <laughs> That's a good strategy. Mm-hmm. Why 85? Why is that the cutoff date? Uh, just, you know, I, I give a, a four grace years before I was born. Mm-hmm. Well, you just watched an amazing movie recently. Uh, right, The Gray Man. The Gray Man. Yeah. It cost an amazing two, movie. It cost $200 million, which is why I watched it. <laughs> really? It cost that much? It was that much of a tentpole movie for Netflix or whatever? Yeah. Can you believe it? And it's, I mean... Man, why did Netflix tank? It's <laughs> why, a waste why is there of stock money, tank? Dude, it was like a waste of money. It's, it, was, it was nauseating. Was there anything in it worth justifying that expense? I mean... They did drone shots of, like, locations that you and I, like, would not have access to ever. Uh, like, castles in France and Spain okay. and shit. Like places, so a lot of locations shots. Lo- yeah, locations that you and I will never be able to afford to go to. Um, Legally. Yeah, like, like places that are, that even if you could afford to get there are reserved for VIP. It's like that kind of, of stuff. And they blow shit up. They, like, destroy an entire town. <laughs> like, with, like, Great. explosions. I mean, but it's, uh, there's nothing in the movie. Uh, it is the Graham. It's a very funny title because it's, like, the, mo- the least exciting... <laughs> Well, it's also weird because the Gray Man is also what they called um, uh, not H.H. H. Holmes, uh, but uh, oh, what's his name? Turn of the century, weird, put needles in his anus, uh, put needles in his taint. Uh, what's his fucking name? The Werewolf of Wisteria. Uh, he wore a bowler hat. Uh, Albert Fish. Albert Fish, the, the serial killer, Albert Fish, who was one of the nastier serial killers one of his nicknames was the Gray Man, mm-hmm. and so um, I guess this is a book. Well, so this is the based guy on a book. is like uh, he's like an American James Bond, but Ooh. he goes by Six. So, and he even references it. it's even it's so soulless that he even the like the little girl is like, "Why are you named Six? And he's like, "Because 007 was taken." Whoa, meta! It's meta, like the Russos, and they um, do meta. So he might as well have been like, because it's one less than the trademark that <laughs> our business, which is this movie, is, is you know, it's much cheaper for our bottom line of $200 million. This costs $200 yeah. million, by the way, you know. <laughs> the Gray Man should have been a spy for a movie studio. He should have been a spy for Netflix, and he's trying to stop, like, a competing Eastern European streaming platform. Um. That would have been much more interesting because there's yeah. no there's no real plot other than like the 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 man from Harvard is a douchebag because he keeps talking about how much he went to Harvard and he's mm-hmm. running the CIA into the ground because he sucks because <laughs> all he, these goddamn all these goddamn Ivy League yeah, PMC like, the elite. Main, the main takeaway from the movie is like these three assholes from Harvard came and took over and now Billy Bob Thornton can't. Um, do extrajudicial killings anymore because <laughs> these assholes from Harvard want to hire a private mercenary company to do the extrajudicial killings instead of relying on good old American extortion <laughs> of prisoners to do the extrajudicial killings. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah. that's the premise of the movie. And it's just like entertainment with guns and violence for 180 minutes. Um, 180 minutes it's three hours long it's like two and a half i think okay um and shit blows up (laughs) um he gets stabbed an incredible amount of times Uh, that's great and um everything works out in the end as you might expect (laughs) 
Do you like Ryan Gosling in movies? Do you think he's a good actor? I like him in the movie where he is uh, having a relationship with the mannequin. Uh, Have you seen uh, that movie? Blade Runner? Oh, no, Lars and the Real Girl? Yeah. Uh, no, I've never seen that That's movie. That's good. See, you have a, you have a great memory. Because uh, I don't... I've seen that movie. I can't remember the name. But, yeah, that one's good. Um, yeah. Well, because that, that's when I remember... He's, like, uglifies himself a little. He grows, like, a neck beard. And he's, like... Uh, he plays a schlub in that one. He was supposed to... I haven't seen Half Nelson, but that's the one where he plays a drug-addicted inner-city school teacher. Which is a very funny... <laughs> yeah. That's a... It sounds like, or is that him, or is that? Am I mixing him up with Ryan Reynolds? I don't I think know. that's him, but I'm I don't not. know. But um, he's not my favorite guy. I like Tom Hardy. Yes, I actually watched Venom: Let There Be Carnage earlier today. For some reason, I watched it again. That's uh, that's weird. You watched it again? That's again, weird. I had seen it previously, just in the background. It's a very ridiculous movie, and it's Tom Hardy going, "Oh, it's me, I'm Tom Hardy. I'm moving around my apartment, and I'm making a venom. Now I can draw really good because of venom. Venom allows me to draw. Jeez." Um, and and Woody Harrelson is in that movie going, "I like to kill you in your sleep, and I'm saying crazy things. I'm Woody." You know, it's, I, I love Let There Be Carnage. I think it's a fantastic movie. I, I will watch it again and again. There's some new DC superhero movie coming out. Is it Black Adam, the Dwayne Johnson epic DC superhero movie um, about everybody's favorite character, Black Adam? That is coming out. I haven't seen a lot of advertisements for it. There's like another new DC movie coming out that's, uh, I thought, a weird choice. Hmm. Uh, let me let me Google it. You get that Google. What's what's going on with the cape movies? The cape shit. Yeah. Uh, who doesn't like cape shit? I saw the fucking Spider-Man No Way Home movie, and it was fine. I think it's cute. Shazam. Fury of the Sh God. There's Shazam too. Yeah, which is also tied to Black Adam because Black Adam is the the counter to Shazam. What's Shazam? Shazam. Did you not see the first Shazam movie, which was <laughs> shot in Toronto? Had a lot of great Toronto shots. No, I did not. For Shazam. For Shazam. See the first Shazam. Okay. It's about oh. a kid who oh turns God. into a guy. He okay. turns into a superhero. He's Billy Batson. Uh, then he finds his mom, but it turns out his mom sucks. And then he defeats uh, He defeats a bad guy. Okay. Um, I don't think I'm going to watch it. Sorry. I'm really sorry. Yeah. It, but he gets the power of Shazam. Is that a cleaning product? No, it's the power of Solomon, uh, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, another A, and, oh. and uh, I don't so know. He can, he, up, he can pick up the planet Earth? Sure. Is that what his power is? That's his power. He has lightning powers now. That's what different. He's like Superman with lightning. Well, if if Superman lightning. had lightning, yeah. That's what differentiates him. And it's he's, he's goofy. He's a little goofy. Um, you know, you there are think, jokes in it. Do you think it's Black, jokey. Do you think Black Adam will um, be the first, like, newly successful DC venture? I, um, guess, I guess. Did the new Batman count as a success? The new Batman? Um, did they make money on that? I think they did make, yeah, they absolutely did make money on that. And it was very critically well received. Uh, which is, you know, it's nice. Yeah. Because well, the, the, the Batman fucking... formula, and as long as you just do exactly the same shit, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Well, you know, it's about, it's about, you, you have to, it, it's weird with Batman, and it's weird that I forget that Matt Reeves was the director of the newest Batman movie. And what's interesting about Matt Reeves is how he is a very competent director, but he has no distinct style whatsoever. Um, like, cause if you go through his, his movies, uh, Cloverfield, uh, the planet of the new planet of the apes movies, all very competently well put together movies, but like, oh, you, that's a Matt Reeve shot. You would never say because there's, there's no such thing as a Matt Reeve shot, you know? Right. Yeah. His movies um, are all very boring. But I think, you know, that's sort of the key to Batman with sort of making it more is not fucking with the formula so much. In fact, it holds true to the formula a lot, um, which I guess was its strength for Bat fans such as myself. You're um, a Bat fan? I'm a Bat fan. I'm a Bat myself. fan. I like Batman. Yeah. yeah, I like him too. I mean, 
it's not something I like to talk about. You don't like to talk because it's embarrassing to like a cape man? Yeah, and I really thought when I was like 15 or 16 that not that many other people were going to get into Batman. Because he's dark. And then um, it turned out everybody, every every single motherfucking everybody. Yeah, everybody loves Batman. So, Well, the like, Dark Knight really did that. He really brought really brought Batman into the mainstream. Because Batman Begins, you still had to be sort of a Batman fan to like... It made a lot of money and was very popular. Um... But um, also because, like, uh, dark, broody Bat... The, the Burton movies and then the Schumacher movies had done away with dark, broody Batman. So, um, but I don't know. Batman can be a lot of things. That's the beauty of Batman, is he can be jokey. He can be adventure You know, there's Brave and the Bold Batman. There's 60s Batman. He can be a twink. <laughs> he can be a twink. He can be a... He can be a, a bear. A he can be a Donald Duck. Yeah, he can be a He can be a chub. It's crazy. We need a fat Batman. We do. I was thinking the other day, have, have there been any fat depictions of Jesus? No, but I think a fat Batman would be even more shocking to the American psyche. <laughs> we need a fat bat. We need Paul uh, Walter Hauser as Batman like, right away. That's how you bring back funny Batman. Okay. Yeah. Is you make him obese. There you go. And unable to do any of the things. <laughs> but trying. No, I think the move would be to make him hyper competent, but everybody's underestimating him because he's fat. He's a fat Batman. Oh, but see, I'm trying to use it as propaganda for weight loss. But you're oh, against to... fat people. Uh, I'm trying to be body positive. You're about trying it. to do body positivity. They they Batman. should stop as Batman. Stop stop as stop as Batman would be great. And he's hyper. And good he's at just fight. he's so good at fucking fighting. <laughs> yeah, he's really good at scrapping. And he's got, like, he doesn't have any, he's just, like, has a lot of Greek connections in Gotham City. And he, he's got he's a great able, catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay, you just want Greek Batman. I think Greek Batman would be amazing. Why not Greek Batman? Yeah, dude. The Batcave is filled with, like, those bits that make the gyros. <laughs> Alfred, is, Alfred is cutting off the gyro. How do you, how yeah. do you pronounce it? Euros. Heroes? Heroes. Heroes? Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Oh it, God. We pronounce things differently in America. It's pronounced gyros. gyro. So he's got the gyro spits. <laughs> the important thing is the gyro. <laughs> There's just a bunch of rotating meat around him constantly. The bat computer is powered by gyros. Gyro spits. Gyroscopes. <laughs> yeah, gyroscopes. <laughs> <laughs> get the gyroscope, Alfred. Alfred, get the gyroscope. I don't know, dude. I don't know how to pronounce it, like, because I um, didn't grow up around anyone else. Uh, yeah, I don't have any you only reference. grew up around whites. Uh, well, no, not even them. Not even whites. Not even. I was, grew up in solitary confinement, so there you go. I kind of don't. I don't know. Sometimes I, I see a word and I read it wrong because you know. Yeah. No one was there to correct me. It was just me and my stuffed animals. <laughs> just you. Just you and your guy. Your dark stuffed animals. Yeah, I had, they I had, also a, stuffed, liked the I had a stuffed Brandon Lee from The Crow. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if, like, uh, he accidentally it gets destroyed in the washing machine, and you're like, no! I didn't have any... No! I didn't even, it was I, a freak accident! I didn't have any of the tools to make myself goth, but I was goth in spirit. There you go. You didn't have any of the makeup. Right. Didn't have access to a hot topic near you. I did, but I didn't have any money. Yeah, that's so, a problem. You know, uh, I, I think I was uh, attracted to goth, but I, I don't think I could never, I could never fully justify it because I'm such a, I'm a goofy guy, you know. Yeah, I guess there are friendly, happy goths yeah, out goth, there. Yeah, goth. We needed, you know, we we needed you back then. <laughs> you needed and a you friendly, were, goofy and you goth were there to to spread the movement. You know, yeah. I I think of the '80s as a lost opportunity to where we could have had a goth utopia. You know, in North America, first goth president, um, first goth president. Imagine, imagine if we were able to convert the entire country to our way of life. To goth, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, take a take a really. I'm an evangelical goth. <laughs> yeah, and Robert Smith shall shine his light upon thee. What is that goth event like? A goth um, event that you could go to to preach the goth the gospel. The gospel. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I think you'd do it out on the streets. I see it at uh, Toronto, Dundas Square. There's all everyone is giving away the Quran or you know talking about. 
I think we should burn copies of Disintegration onto cassette tape. Mm. And, and hand give our that copies to of Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard the have you heard the bad news? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Joan and just... Vasquez <laughs> wants you to dress up with armbands that have alternating stripes. It's... He wants that for yeah. you. Platform Doc Martens um, sold here. Okay, absolutely. Um, what are other Greg? Bauhaus. Bella Lugosi's dead. Nay, I say, Bella Lugosi is alive, and in all of our mm. hearts. I guess he could love... be the he could be the Jesus figure. Bella Lugosi, Bella or Lugosi. there you go. Yeah. He is a very he is pretty goth, you know. Okay, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> he he was he was a Dracula. And uh, he was also addicted to heroin and died tragically uh, while being friends with uh, uh, trans icon Ed Wood. So Matt Reeves did the remake of Let the Right One In. I didn't I didn't see Let Me In, which yeah. is a much worse title I know. in every way. <laughs> it's such a American why didn't you dumb. just call it Let the Right One In? That's American, uh, such a much better title. American dumb. We don't can't know uh, words. Too many words in the movie. Too title. many words. No, <laughs> you do three words. Or you have three words. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. But I heard that was actually pretty good. The original. I've seen the original Let the Right One In, and it's a fantastic, fantastic little movie. There. I thought Who wouldn't want to okay. be friends. Um, I would have loved it as a kid. Like I was, I've been watching a lot of Star Trek TNG, and for some reason, I always identified with characters who were like friend, not outsiders themselves, but friends to outsiders. Like Jordy LaForge was Data's best friend. I always identified heavily with Jordy, and uh, also like in Let the Right Win In, I was like identified with the little boy who be friends with a little vampire because I'm like I'm chill. That's my power, you know. That I, I accept mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. you know. I've always felt like that, and uh, that was uh, yeah. I love fucking Star Trek: The Next Generation. So I you love uh, went from Deep Space Nine back to Next back Generation. to TNG. Are you gonna go back again? Uh, go to the original series. Go, go to, to the, the animated series. The weird you, animated series. Or are you gonna go forward in time in Star Trek? I think I'm going to give Voyager a try. I might give Voyager a try. Good. I might give Strange... I've heard good things about Strange New Worlds. Good. Yep. That's Is that the new one? That's the new one with Anson Mount as Pike. Ew. Don't, and don't tell me to... Don't tell me to do that. <laughs> Anson Mount? Yeah. Gross. You don't want to... You don't want to fuck some ants? Quit saying that. That's ants on Mount. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't have Paramount Plus, so I can't watch that. Mm. Yeah, we uh, we have it on a Canadian streaming platform, Crave. Ooh. If you have Crave, oh, I want it. Canadian streaming platform, Crave. I ooh, ooh I want it. Um, it might make its way to Amazon eventually. Amazon basically gets everything eventually, and yeah. then you can pay a little bit of money. So uh, it's to, uh, the big garbage stuff. receptacle of media now. Yeah, they pick up a lot because I think they're pretty willing to to buy stuff at a at a bad price because they're still mm-hmm. trying to grow their platform. Um, yeah. Whereas Netflix, and they can afford it, dude. Netflix is in the shitter right now. They are in the fucking like, shitter. So my official review of the Gray Man was four out of ten, and all four points come from Ryan Gosling um, being so hot. He is He's fucking very hot. hot in this very movie. fucking he is, hot. He is so muscly. He's so so, so muscly. I was so wondering how much it costs for him to get that muscly, um, like how many personal trainers or whatever. You know, he probably fucking did it just by himself. Just yeah, with, they they pay him to get that muscle. It doesn't cost willpower. anything for him. Yeah. He probably thought hard for yeah. like every single second and was tensing every single muscle and working it out. Um, Beautiful yeah. Canadian boy from Cornwall, Ontario. That sounds nice. What's it like there? It's bad. It has a distinct odor. <laughs> of what? Corn. I mean, to, <laughs> when I was in Toronto, you it had a pretty distinct odor of, like, burning sugar. Oh, oh yeah. Well, the, that's Sugar Beach. You were probably, and the sugar factory was probably humming that day. There's a big sugar factory on the waterfront, and so you smell rendering sugar in the downtown a lot. Kind of I kind of like it. Kind of smells chemically. Yeah. Yeah. Chemically, but also sweet. It's weird when something smells sweet. Can you get hurt by smells? Probably. 
<laughs> like a smell is so bad it can hurt you? I think I think you can get hurt by smells. People report that about durian. You ever smelt a fresh durian getting un unsheathed? I think the people the people the anti smell people are like they're mad about weed. Oh uh, yeah. You know, I think the Weed mayor, smells good though. The mayor of New York was like I'm I'm always smelling weed. Yeah, in <laughs> Eric Adams he dressed up in his equilibrium Chinese yeah. shirt. Why would he have the equilibrium Chinese shirt? Because he's taking the same drugs that Christian Bale is taking in equilibrium. <laughs> he's taking the emotion suppressing yeah, the drugs. Emotion drugs. And that's how he's in being equilibrium. Made. I'm learning from the equilibrium how to bend policy. <laughs> I'm learning how to bend policy Dude, in the air. Policy kata. He just he's putting shit in the water. Have you seen his advertisement for tap water? No. He made a he made a, a pretty trippy advertisement for tap water where he's like i love tap water let me find it i'm hold on uh, yeah i mean that's the most distinct things about eric adams is that he's like a fucking alien mm -hmm. <laughs> he doesn't have normal reactions or responses to anything and you know whatever normal is you know it's a wide spectrum and, and he's not in it into good health i never head out without my new york city tap water hot outside I urge every New Yorker to drink up. Tap water is the best. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Everything he says, best. it sounds like he's been staring at the sun for 10 minutes before he starts talking. <laughs> <laughs> he's an amazing... If he weren't so destructive, I, I would, you know, think he is more amusing, but... Uh, he doesn't seem like he's that going to be that good of a thing for New York. Seems like an I think maybe a neutral to to slightly bringing it back from De Blasio. De, Bla De Bunglero. Yeah. To to uh, use that turn of phrase. We didn't invent that. We can't We didn't invent, we didn't we invent that uh, phrase. No. Uh, I believe that he, was a F Felix Bernstein. That was probably a Felix Bernstein. Is that his yeah. name? What is his Felix name? Bunglerman. <laughs> <laughs> no, name? he's not Bunglerman. <laughs> it's something. Some it's guy, something. Some guy out there uh, on on uh, Twitter. On uh, online on the Twitter spaces. Uh, he, here's what I'm here's what I'm learning about the New York mayorship. There was one good mayor in New York history, and it was Fiorello LaGuardia, the little flower. And uh, we need a guy like that. We need a tiny Italian man who's just a furnace of energy. I, I think that that's the key for the New York mayorship is we need to go by ethnicity. We need to we need an ethically Italian man. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'll keep that in mind. I mean, I um, they often ask me for the my opinion online. So yeah, you know, implicitly, of course, that's implicitly being every time I log in, that's implicitly I'm like. I need to tell the world my opinion about the New York mayor. Absolutely. Absolutely. What it, who do I think would be the best mayor? Short Italian. Malcolm tiny Gladwell. Italian. Um. Malcolm Gladwell. He's the most sensible guy, you know? <laughs> He's the most reasonable guy. He's got all these reasonable ex explanations for stuff. I think it should be him. He would be uh, pretty, probably pretty bad. He'd probably be way worse than Eric Adams. Than Eric Adams. <laughs> yeah, it'd be funny if Malcolm Gladwell is in... Uh, He's he's uh, in power for one day, and immediately uh, there are these gigantic riots. Yeah, there's and, a bunch of there's like twenty terrorist attacks. And he's like <laughs> sitting outside of the mayor's office, and he's like, "Wow, there's a lot of outliers here. Mm. Everyone's getting their ten thousand hours of protesting in here. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, he's it's funny that he's Canadian. You know all the Canadians, don't you? I know all the Canadians. Yeah, wow. it's like it's like Adam Sandler naming the Jews in the Hanukkah song. I can name all the Canadians. Um, uh, did we already talk about the hustle? I think we did. Yeah, the hustle. The the Adam another, Sandler. Another reason Netflix is going down. Anyway, we're going to yeah. say Netflix doing terrible. They're going to introduce advertisements soon. Uh, bad, that's bad. And they're going to make it so you can't share your Netflix account with your dear old dad who can't figure out how to. Both bad yourself. decisions. Like, Both bad decisions. Fuck Netflix, man. Like, literally, the thing that you need is to... The thing as a streaming platform that you want is to have a big content library. Um, and, you know, it, it's hard. For, uh, they're fucked because 
all it took was just for every studio to start their own streaming platform and take their content away from this one aggregator of streaming content. And uh, that's all it took, because now their old movie selection is shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the thing that they needed to do is create hits, right? Their Netflix must-see shows. You need, like, Squid Games and stuff like that. And they kept... They had this strategy. It's weird, because... Often, you know, previously I extolled the virtue of the strategy of, like, um, Frank Zappa once said in an interview, in the 60s, it was easier to get along in music if you did weird shit, because the strategy of a lot of music music executives who were, like, old cigar-chomping vaudeville guys was, well, we don't know what's good, so we'll just throw money at everything and see what sticks, right? Mm-hmm. And eventually they got overtaken by MBA guys who were like, uh, we're market tested and we know what the young people like. So we're going to just stick with this very narrow range of highly marketable music, you know. Yeah. And, you know, the problem with that thing is sometimes there are things that you can't possibly account for why they become popular or something. You know, these black swan events where uh, uh, something totally unexpected takes hold in the cultural zeitgeist. And. Netflix, I mean, I, I use Squid Game as an example. Um, but, yeah, that was something that was relatively new. Or even something like Stranger Things. It's a pretty derivative show, but at least, you know, the that first season was sort of... There was something idiosyncratic about its specific blend of nostalgia. Um, so it has the ability to create these hits. It just, like... It just keeps misfiring, though. It did not have enough of a hit ratio in order to sustain itself. Yeah, it's hard. It's too hard. Every other streaming, every other media company is starting a streaming platform. They're uh, taking back the um, deals they had. So, you know, Friends is off Netflix. Seinfeld may be leaving, you know, because CBS, I think, owns. No. Who owns Seinfeld? Is it CBS? NBC. NBC NBC has whatever the fuck they have. Is it Paramount? Who knows? It's, uh, it's, uh, it NBC, NBC is universal as well. It sucks. Um, I'm going to have to get back into pirating, I guess, because like, yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah. Or you develop a, your, it's such a pain in the ass, you know, actually, uh, Canada, uh, is sort of kind of spared from this because of our like weird CanCon rules. Now stuff gets distributed here. We still have like a lot of studio shit on our versions of Netflix. So, mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, it I, it's different worldwide. I I think what I see them trying to do, which I think is interesting, is pivoting to uh, international. I say international, just you know, countries outside of North America. When, when I you ever get bored on Netflix and just start looking at like, oh man, there's a lot of these Indian children's cartoons. I'm gonna watch one of these Indian children's cartoons. See what's going on in India, and you know, it's like inscrutable and. Uh, <laughs> but you watch it anyway because it's like oh, I got my finger on the button. So you got I guess finger, that's got the move on now. The pulse of the Indian. Got my finger on the pulse of the Indian children's cartoon. Children market. cartoon. That sounds awesome, dude. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like sub Coco Melon animation, but uh, you know, they're, they're, it's the same as Western cartoons. Oh, there's a problem. Our little protagonist fixes it. There you go. Bad Sing animation. Sing a song. There you go. Yeah. But this time it's an Indian song. Uh, this time it's in Telugu. That's probably not in Telugu. Triple R is in RRR is in Telugu. Have you seen RRR, Triple R? I don't know what it's called. No, haven't seen it. I should watch that movie. It looks pretty Looks pretty fun. Well, if, if anybody listening wants to hear more of our show, you can go to patreon.com slash house of decline and get a bunch of bonus episodes and cartoons to your heart's delight and we'll talk to you again next week bye bye